Yeah, and, and it's cr- I'm, I, there's more Spielbergs I want to watch um, that are also three hours, like Schindler's List yeah. and AI. And it, they're both Same. three hours. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going to get to that. And I was like, hey, I also uh, should rewatch Saving Private Ryan. And that's probably three hours, too. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, I haven't yeah. seen AI or uh, Schindler's List yet either. But some, one of these days, like within the next couple of weeks, I gotta. That's what I'm those. thinking, dude. I'm getting really like addicted to uh, just the Spielberg theme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I'm glad we're doing this. I mean, as is everyone, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everyone as is the rest of the yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've been. No, it's been good to get back into Spielberg movies because. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I felt like I had a long break from watching movies, and now that I'm starting to, I don't know. It's been like through quarantine. It's been like I'll watch. I'll have one week where I'll watch a ton, and one week where I won't watch like any almost. But this is getting me back into it. Like remembering why I why I love yeah, cinema. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the guy who started it all for us. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and it's I've I've really been enjoying. Uh, just watching uh maybe like the ones that are uh not as much for children i feel like mm, yeah is munich's definitely uh, not for children <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah munich's yeah munich this the, that's probably the more so the theme of this episode is not for kids as much mm-hmm. uh yeah because i feel like early 2000s um is when Spielberg really started to try to make movies for adults. Yeah, for um, sure. And himself. And, and wasn't as much trying to uh, create these uh, blockbusters that just swept the world mm-hmm. um, as much. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess you could argue that, um, you know, some of his early 2000s movies are are blockbusters in a way but not nearly the same magnitude as uh 70s 80s and 90s yeah um yeah i guess uh should we should we start with uh minority report yeah let's start i was just gonna say let's go maybe chronologically we'll start with a little minority report which i just is that chronic chronologically year wise that came i believe so yeah yeah, it came out the same year as Catch Me If You Can. Wow, that is such a good year. Actually. For a director. But, so all four of the movies that we're uh, talking about today came out in either 2002 or 2005. So two years, yeah. Spielberg released two huge movies each. Which is That's crazy. Nuts. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's not a hand. Because these aren't... None of these movies are like small scale by any means. <laughs> yeah, you know, little means. independent movies. Uh, yeah, which yeah, is yeah. I think yeah. one of the, one of the takeaways I get from all of these, um, especially Munich, <laughs> which I just watched, is that wow, this must have t- taken a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Like this is a lot, just like logistic wise and um, all that. I mean, I, you could definitely say the same about Minority Report and. Uh, catch me if you can for sure too and mm-hmm. 
Yeah, all yeah, all of these. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, yeah. The man, the man has a team. The man works hard. Yes. Uh, but yeah, Minority Report. This is your first time seeing, correct? Correct. And, yeah. Uh, I actually just uh, rewatched it, and it was for the first time since I saw it maybe four or five years ago. So it was similar to just seeing it for the first time. You know, it yeah. was like just seeing it again and seen i had no idea what i was gonna think about <laughs> about it really yeah definitely and I, I think it had i seen this when i was younger i i mean it would have been one of my favorite movies uh for sure like i i would have loved the the sci-fi elements to it um and then now seeing it uh i still still loved it and um and more so not not as much for the i guess the sci-fi elements to it which were obviously very cool and it's a philip k dick's uh short story but uh it's very noir like yeah and yeah, i was reading sure. that spielberg was you know in preparation was watching a lot of humphrey bogart noirs um but you know before mm. filming of minority report and yeah it's it's very uh very noir like yeah, it's a lot darker than a Spielberg sci-fi, I yeah. think, is thought out to be, and it's a lot. I think it's a lot. Uh, it's a lot deeper uh, than you'd expect from a Tom Cruise Spielberg movie. Definitely, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I don't know anything about um, the short story by Philip K. Dick, but I imagine it's fairly, uh, fairly similar. But uh, Philip K. Dick definitely has these darker dystopian uh sci-fi um sci-fi books and it, it really shows in minority report because it's it has a lot of i guess i would say accessible sci-fi elements for like a mainstream yeah. audience but i, lo- I love watching tom cruise uh playing with the, the <laughs> with gizmo his, yeah he's like, with, like the touch screen thing around. yeah yeah it's like so cool but also just so ridiculous at the same <laughs> yeah. i like i i i feel they're like completely mixed on just how i'm like wow that's so cool but this is also like the goofiest thing ever yeah. that's a great way to describe it because and, it, and it tom looks cruise as usual but... he's like trying so hard oh, with his movements yeah. as he's doing so it like works really well for how over the top it is actually yeah that's a good point too because i could see this being someone else um i don't know like I don't, yeah bradley cooper the first one to come to mind if he's like moving around with his hands it might seem kind of lame yeah. i don't even um, know if like uh the movie's like trying to say this or it's just because cruise's performances is, is you know it's cruise just or because it's cruise that like this is the guy who controls that thing you know what i mean like yeah. this is him this is his realm it's like how it feels i don't know if that's how it, they meant it to feel or it's just because cruise is like really takes control of the control room in these in those scenes <laughs> yeah yeah i mean maybe i he definitely he owns it uh like anything and, and i definitely noticed a decent amount of like early 2000s um type tech where there's be yeah, be, yeah. who was like um the one sort of techie guy his like um his like assistant yeah his like assistant type guy towards the beginning he takes this thing that it looks like it was the uh um 
the on a, a like a luggage like luggage rolling luggage there's the handle that extends mm-hmm. out it looks like they took that out of a piece of luggage and then you know fancied it up to look super like high tech and then he's like sliding this into the tv to like figure <laughs> out to, and, and that that part of it took me out a little bit because i was like oh this is so two what this is, is very 2002 yeah because i mean it, it looks tech. like it looks like the matrix a lot sometimes yeah, yeah definitely I, but i mean apart from like a little like little minor things like that um yeah that that really didn't uh, take away from the whole experience uh, and i i mean several like twists that caught me off guard throughout it yeah it definitely i think in act two and three is where it uh descends into the noir as you were talking mm-hmm. about yeah it really becomes a straight noir after that yeah um because the beginning feels very um action adventure um especially as there's that yeah. long long chase fight scene where they like have the same set as attack of the clones oh my god i was gonna bring you know? that up <laughs> that's uh okay i didn't know that it was the same set because i was gonna say well, I, I know it's not like the same set but it is like i don't mean yeah i don't mean it that literally i gotcha. mean like it's basically the same yes. <laughs> you know if you look like pretty much like i'm i probably the same set designer or just spielberg and lucas uh you know ripped it off either way yeah. the minority report one is a way better scene <laughs> and it looks way better so yeah you know there solves the uh who did it better uh question <laughs> the we endless put debate that one, we can put that one to bed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well let's bury that one before it gets too heated yeah, I, I'm so glad you th- you said that because I thought I might forget it. But yeah, I was I thought that was so funny because it reminded me of Attack of the Clones. But it seems so goofy and ridiculous when I'm just thinking of Hayden Christensen, uh, yeah. you know, rolling around, dodging all these. Yeah, it's perfect for Tom Cruise. Oh yeah, like man, like it's it's such a great uh, chase scene, and John Williams's score is mm-hmm. fairly fairly great during it. Yeah yeah and uh, there's very similar movements that tom cruise makes that hayden christensen also makes in attack of the clones <laughs> but yeah, yeah it's it, it's so much better in this uh but yeah the the opening is very very spielbergy too mm-hmm. uh almost like yeah Indiana and then Jones. It, it do, like you it yeah it descends into a much like kind of a darker noir like you said and mm-hmm. uh and yeah, so that yeah, I just think those two things together make Minority Report a uh, very uh, truly unique and uh, mm. pretty pretty awesome. Uh, very worth uh, the rewatch for me, and I think yeah. a must see for uh, for any for anybody who's just into movies. For sure, yeah. It's I I would say of the uh, the big Spielberg movies, it's not as not nearly as talked about as others, but uh, yeah really really loved minority report looking forward to seeing it again um all right well should we move over to catch me if you can yeah yes i rewatched this movie yesterday uh it was also a movie i had only seen maybe once or twice and 
I will say that after last night, I, this might be my second favorite Spielberg movie. Wow. I haven't, like, fully done the... I haven't made it official on the on the letterbox, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, because well. I, must, I must say I was blown away. I really was. I thought this... I, I just think this is the most... Uh, the most magnificent film uh really like it, it i i like it's one it's one of those that's very mainstream and i don't think you can meet a person who will say anything bad about catch me if you can or oh, like yeah. dis, or doesn't love you know uh doesn't love catch me if you can but um i don't know i just think this movie's so masterfully crafted and uh just so clever all the way through um uh yeah i i just absolutely love it um i think leo at his youngest days is like you know just is already doing what he's been doing you know his whole career um and uh it's yeah i just think it's i just think it's so damn clever and uh it's it's in a way scorsese ish but with a spielberg touch i would say Hmm, because there's like a bit of there's a bit of a magic there's a bit of a magic to it uh for sure yeah yeah and leo is perfect uh in this he's so good and yeah it is it is so clever uh throughout the whole thing i it's been a few years since i've uh since i've watched it but uh i I, like vividly remember seeing this in the theaters and being blown away by it because it was so smart and witty and yeah um and it felt so you know fast-paced um too Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. just along for the ride and uh yeah now uh you're gonna be excited i I wish i had rewatched this before uh our episode but i'm for sure gonna rewatch this uh in the next few days i bet yeah it's like one of those where i can see as a kid i i was like oh yeah that's the you know i obviously i like that as a kid but as, as a as an adult who's just spent most of his time watching movies and appreciates like appreciates just the craft of movies catch me if you can is just so masterfully crafted uh mm-hmm. it's impossible to hate at all <laughs> or um not just just not give in <laughs> yeah and, and and i think just because it is so um unique and because it does it i think it's one of the more obvious ones where spielberg is like paying homage to like classic hollywood films too like stealing a lot from that mm-hmm. um like i can see this being like a it really re- this movie really reminds me of like a capra jimmy stewart thing for instance too yeah um i think just for those reasons it's why probably the only spielberg i might like better is jurassic park uh that yeah because mm-hmm. i can't can't <laughs> put any movie ahead of jurassic park can't man <laughs> in the world um yeah but but yeah i'm i'm i mean obviously spielberg has a uh a very uh wide <laughs> 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 wide catalog of movies um and i think that just goes to show with how how highly um i think of catch me if you can nowadays uh nowadays meaning you know today since i watched it yesterday <laughs> how i feel about it <laughs> how i feel about it now yeah feeling yeah. feeling very strongly about it yeah it is just yeah the easiest film to like 
so much yeah, fun. Th- like if I had to make like a you know top movies number two, you know, or something like that, you know, my favorite movies list number two or B or whatever. Catch mm-hmm. me with you can't catch me if you can for sure would be on that list. Somewhere. That's awesome. Yeah, and, and then there's something so interesting about um, just a guy who's never like living a real existence at all and yeah. just fitting into all these places. Um, I think the movie explores that idea uh really really well um and yeah at the and it it ends on a it ends on a great note um on just like the real the whole dynamic between tom hanks and leo like you know you you you'd think that it's from the start it's like a uh you know a pretty typical detective um chasing his uh chasing his fugitive dynamic but it really ends up being more of like you know filling a gaping hole for like leo and so it, it just yeah it's yeah yeah it, it's it's really really good uh, um not just it's not just like fun it also has a lot of like very good like um character emotional investing investments yeah i love that scene too when uh um I, when tom hanks comes into i think a hotel room or motel where leo is and it seems like he's gonna you know he's gonna kind of expose him um then leo you know talks about how he's the secret service agent or something Mm -hmm. like that and yeah um like he leaves his wallet and tells him to keep it there and then tom and after leo leaves tom hanks goes through it and it's like filled with like garbage or Mm -hmm. yeah uh, maybe one of the last things I'll say is that that I like one of the last things I'll say that I like about this is that I don't know it's it's one it couldn't be like made today because um, of the era we live in with like phones and technology mm-hmm. um, this wouldn't make sense to any people so I just feel like it's it's like very timeless um, as just as like a as a movie uh from an uh, from an, uh, like a, i don't know only like certain people will understand this and it's like it's the con- it's a concept that is meant for movies but i don't know nowadays it just wouldn't work yeah and um yeah so i appreciate i appreciate that this <laughs> movie was made in a world without <laughs> all this damn technology that would ruin this entire plot and everything uh yeah so yeah i just watched me <laughs> munich uh the night after watching catch me if you can uh and munich is a little longer yeah and a, a lot different um but i would say it's uh definitely um, as ambitious as a film like Catch Me If You Can, if not uh, if not more ambitious, mm-hmm. uh, and in a way, it is the most uh, it's one of the it's the most real and dark Spielberg movie that I've probably seen. Yeah, same. It definitely is, and uh, it's. I think I saw it for the first time last year, but I was just uh, you know watching some some clips of it before we started and uh totally forgetting how actually like brutal uh and dark and violent that this that this gets it's ridiculously violent uh yeah 
there's so much uh killing spree scenes yeah really it, yeah it's, it's one scene after another and there's uh i mean a lot of just great genuine tension through it yeah. as well mm-hmm. one the one scene i always think of um that sucked me in is i think they're in paris and they're they're you know prepping to detonate a bomb in the the house of this palestinian diplomat i believe and it's just there's next to zero dialogue it's just the sounds of of the city and the street that they're on and you can just feel the tension with the character is just observing this guy and then his daughter uh you know walking into the home and i know i always think of that because those that's one of those scenes where i totally forget i'm watching a movie uh you know i feel like mm. I, that this is like some live footage that i'm yeah you, you know, actually watching. are like worried about like this going wrong like yeah really and then yeah then they have to run over to the car and uh and tell him to abort uh and everything yeah it's uh uh i really like munich i think it's um i think spielberg handled this sort of uh action thriller uh in a really in a really good way to keep it very tense um and there's some really great scenes um just just of building up uh suspense and tension throughout leading to a huge uh you know shootout or gunfight and uh, uh yeah i would say it it does get long though i think uh by the third act yeah. it kind of feels like it's dragging a bit but um yeah i mean uh those other scenes those other scenes before the ending drags on a little bit uh i just yeah really gripping and uh, i i really love them a lot yeah i think this was a this was a very personal movie for him because i think it's clear he wanted to like tell it exactly as it was with no like um one-sided viewpoint of it Mm -hmm. and i think like movies of his like lincoln or uh saving private ryan and i just i feel like those movies i don't like those movies as much because they feel like very one-sided views of history um, but I think Munich really like, even though it, 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 it's like the main characters are a bunch of Jewish guys, um, who in the end, you know, like quote in quotes win. Um, mm-hmm. I think it, it's con- it, like, it constantly shows, uh, how conflicted, uh, Eric, ba- Eric Bana is about the whole, uh, the whole conflict and what he did, um, yeah. And there's a lot of conversations he has with um, other Jewish people, and then eventually some uh, some Arab people. Where um, that kind of the just the subtext is to show how this this conflict is uh, an ongoing thing, and that answering violence with violence is just you know it's like what's been going on, and it's clearly uh, not going to work, and. Uh, uh, so yeah, this yeah the, this was that's why that's why I feel this is one of the darker Spielberg films because yeah, yeah it's I haven't seen Schindler's Wet List either, but I assume it is also kind of one sided as well. I mean, as a movie like that should be yeah. Um, but I think Munich shows like um, I there's actually a, uh, the DVD I watched had a um. 
you could either wa- watch just play the movie or you could play it with an intro by Steven Spielberg wow. himself. And I was like, whoa, I'm going to do that. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and, and that he specifically used the words, you know, just like empathy, uh, you know, pretty simple, you know, word for uh, storytellers. And, and he, he, it was just about how he really wanted to show um, empathy to everyone in this movie and, like, uh, this should not be seen as a one-sided thing on that like the people who uh, started the black september conflict are are the wrong people in this uh uh in this situation yeah uh, so yeah so yeah uh i guess real some real talk there but i don't know how else to talk about munich <laughs> <Yeah>. without <laughs> without having some real talk well it, yeah it's kind of touchy it's munich man yeah <laughs> I, it's kind of touchy just because it, you know, uh, it's a real thing that's still yeah, going on yeah. now. That's very yeah. touchy. Uh, but yeah, the 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 characters are all really conflicted. Uh, you know, the Jewish um, uh, task force, whatever you want to call it, they're very conflicted throughout. And I know, uh, like, yeah, the end. Eric Bana is sort of like the big big hero uh you know war veteran yeah, yeah. guy in a, in a typical movie like this it, w- it would be like a happy ending but it's yeah it, it, yeah it's not at all he's like yeah that the ending man really hit hard yeah. for me and uh yeah made Could, the three hours worth it that's for sure yeah and as a viewer yeah you're, you're not fully on board with everything that they're doing too yeah um, which yeah. it doesn't make it you know enjoyable <laughs> to see uh you know them take out the bad guys because you're not really sure uh you know who who's the good guys or who's the bad yeah, guys. yeah it, it's not framed like a yeah mm-hmm. a movie like this usually would be yeah like it, uh probably that one Catherine bigelow uh movie is what's it called zero the dark Hunt 30 yeah i'm sure that's uh yeah i'm sure that's like the opposite of munich yeah yeah and there's definitely a lot of similar scenes uh as in munich where probably you know, they're, they're infiltrating um someplace right. but yeah it's yeah. definitely very yeah it, it's it's conflicted but um but definitely way more you know pro pro america but uh yeah 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 the end the ending too it just it sits with you and is very somber because uh yeah obviously eric banna isn't uh isn't the same after after what's happened and his life will never be the same and uh yeah and i i think spielberg does a great job of showing that throughout i know there's there's scenes where you know they're about to just shoot this uh shoot a random kid while they're doing this raid yeah and eric banna makes him stop or when um, yeah the the man walks into his home with his young daughter and yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. subtle things like that Mm mm-hmm yeah, it's kind of a yeah, it's kind of a, a downer, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you're like you get jacked because you're like Spielberg, Spielberg, yeah, yeah, but definitely, definitely, like you said, personal one. Uh, he's obviously very, um, uh, very interested in exploring his uh, you know Jewish, um, the Jewish side of him, and uh, yeah, that shows in movies like this and uh, Schindler's List, I'm sure yeah yeah that's all i gotta say about munich yeah let's today. uh let's move on before i get uh 
before I get too caught up. Let, let's move on to something a little more lighthearted, like War of the Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's funny is like how... <laughs> how just like tones can sh- in movies can change so easily oh like yeah. tone and like if you just take the tone from munich and war of the worlds just like <laughs> so different yes yeah war of the worlds is uh is definitely the more summer blockbustery uh movie um uh, yeah, yeah definitely i think yeah i remember when I was a kid and th- this was coming out, I was so excited. <laughs> like, it was one of my most probably anticipated ones when I was a kid. Wow. That's, uh, I, I don't think I saw this one in the theaters, but uh, it was definitely I, I, I shortly after. I don't think after. I did either because I think it was, I think it was one of those where my parents wanted to see it first. Oh, to see if it would be okay. Yeah. Um, but. I just remember watching the trailer, and for some reason, I was just so into watching Tom Cruise running away with his daughter in those trailers. And I was like, "This is a movie for me. I'm gonna like, oh, I'm gonna yeah. dig this." Yeah. And then I did end up watching it. Uh, I've seen this movie way too many times. Uh, really? Yeah. Out of all the ones we've taught, we're talking about today. This is the one I've seen. Uh, I've seen this movie way more than I've seen all the other three movies combined. You know, like I've seen it a lot. I I honestly haven't seen it since the first time I watched it. Uh, yeah, probably over ten years ago. Yeah, but I I mean I've I've definitely seen uh you know so many, um so many clips of it before because that's the like tripod, um ships or walkers yeah. whatever you call it. They're so iconic, yeah. and I always. I'll never forget like the sound that they make too. Oh yeah, the <laughs> some reason I loved that. And I mean I still I I love like that sort of sound. It's very yeah. terrifying. This movie but... has a lot of good things in it. When I when I'm thinking about it now and I'm trying to explain why I find it I've I've found <laughs> it to be so rewatchable, I'm I'm now realizing that there is a lot of like for get full scenes in the movie that i'm trying to like but like i think there's certain scenes um such as when the machine first rises out um from under the ground yeah and tom cruise is running away and he gets all that like dust over him and then he's um he's just comes he comes back and his kids are like what is going on and like he's just terrified and he and he just like we're like he's like let's go we're going now and, and they keep asking the whole time and i don't know the, just that sequence alone i think is enough for me to rewatch it um i but i would say i will say that the rest of the movie is not as great <laughs> um <laughs> but the, like you know the iconic scene of the bridge falling down behind tom cruise as yeah. he's driving in the van like scenes like that where is where i'm like oh my god <laughs> this movie <laughs> yeah it's uh i don't yeah it's one i, I don't really think back to to watching because it sort of feels like a I don't know a, a typical monster movie like Godzilla type movie like ah oh, these 
you know, these alien invaders come here. Everyone, let's run away. The military is going to take care of it. But I, that's, I don't think that's fair to, uh, fair to give uh, War of the Worlds after, you know, only seeing it once um, a while back. But now that we're, you know, we're talking about it, I'm remembering more of those scenes and, uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I definitely, I definitely want to yeah rewatch it for for certain aspects of it for sure yeah like there's a lot of there's a lot of head and i i I will say this the head scratching stuff um that's in this movie uh is kind of fun as like you know like the head scratching stuff in uh the heartbreak kid like that sort of thing (laughs) yeah like there's a whole sequence with tim robbins where you're just kind of like what the fuck (laughs) and um (laughs) uh justin chatwin his son in this movie is just so bad (laughs) and his character makes no sense at all um (laughs) like like he wants i don't know if you remember but in the middle of the movie his son just has this uh has this uh strong motivation to just go fight the aliens um, oh yeah, yeah and it may it just makes no sense Why? like what his plan is like what he's gonna do and then you, you think he's gonna die and at the end he just you think he's dead and at the end um they reach boston and drop off uh, dakota fanning and he's just there and you're like what is even the point of uh <laughs> him being alive you know like how am i supposed to feel about this and it's also just it's just topped off with the fact that his uh performance uh is so bad in this movie uh that yeah that that character specifically is just so useless Um, yeah i you know i i hardly remember his character at all but uh, I do remember Dakota Fanning. I feel like uh, yeah, she's pretty really solid in this. And there's at least some scenes between her and Tom Cruise that, um, yeah, I don't know, give that feel real. Yeah, right. That that give a little more realness to their characters and, yeah. and a reason for <laughs> them to exist. But yeah, and I remember the scene too where uh, Dakota Fanning is like staring in awe over like the hills at all these lights and uh, and you know these aliens coming towards them and everyone's running by here like yeah, i don't know that, yeah, that, that always yeah, sticks yeah, out to me too just yeah staring with all this chaos going around her mm-hmm. yeah, yeah there, there's also a scene where he tom cruise like carries her outside and there's mm-hmm. all this plane wreckage that's pretty good stuff too yeah uh, yeah there's a lot of good like set design of just wreckage in this movie mm-hmm yeah, and and I I do think that Tom Cruise uh, elevates this one too. Oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, yeah, at the time it, when I when I first saw it, I probably didn't appreciate Tom Cruise enough in this. It's but probably one I of the can. main reasons why I've seen it so many times because <laughs> it's Tom Cruise. What's weird about it is Tom, like unlike Minority Report, where Tom Cruise is clearly established from the beginning as like a god, you know, a god. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's yeah. he's on that machine, you know, he's <laughs> he's he's uh he's shifting windows around super fast on this computer <laughs> and then he's like the first guy 
once they find out who's going to be murdered, he's like the first guy after there. He's like the first guy out there and he stops the murder with his own hands. Like he discovers yeah. it on the computer and then he's the first guy in the field who stops the murder. So that's a very Tom Cruise thing, but definitely on the other hand, at the beginning of war of the worlds, he's like a ship, a, a ship dock worker yeah. or something <laughs> like that. And he's just like, he's just like a really shitty dad also it's so mm. so it's so uh it's such a different role for him um and i don't totally get it i don't totally think it works but still i think he's just very good in the movie and very fun yeah for sure and and i i think that war of the worlds was obviously like a big enough uh i mean a big enough name as it is but then having you know tom cruise and spielberg being a part of it that I, I feel like they probably um, had a little leeway with just being not as not as deep of a movie at times because uh, they knew it was going to make you know, millions and millions of dollars. Uh, but yeah, th- this is definitely one that I I, I need to, to rewatch. <laughs> I recommend it, man. I really do. It's a fun <laughs> it's a fun time. Yeah. And, and could also mention that all four of these movies like most uh spielberg movies have john williams score um, true so yeah so, you can't so go here's wrong. the first line of to describe uh tom cruise's character on the letterboxd uh, uh movie description it says ray farrier is a divorced dock worker and less than perfect father <laughs> that's who tom cruise is playing. less than perfect father yeah <laughs> yeah well, i mean i guess yeah that's true also going back to catch me if you can something i didn't mention is that there's a great father-son dynamic between christopher walken and leo dicaprio which is oh yes really way too good the fact that leo's just so killer in this movie um probably the best guy you could get to play a child um at the time and yeah. then his dad's just you know christopher walken and uh yeah they're just so good together in it yeah man i i completely forgot about that but that's so true and i and i also remember um I, there's this like spielberg documentary on hbo i think it's still there but oh i still have to watch that man, yeah I'll probably maybe i probably will at yeah. this point <laughs> But I remember uh, Spielberg talking about like the relationship with his dad. Like that was a, I thought that was a big part of it. And I think that he yeah, that he's talked about Catch Me If You Can, uh, you know, felt very relatable to him in terms of the father son uh, relationship mm. between Leo and Christopher Walken. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, and and I think, uh, and I think yeah, that's part of the reason why he wanted to like take on um that sort of project um but yeah i would recommend the the spielberg documentary it's i think it, it was pretty uh you know basic sort of by the yeah. books mm-hmm. biography documentary on him but uh there's a lot of cool scenes or uh even talking points about him and uh like coppola and george lucas like back in the mm-hmm. back in the yeah. day when they're just yeah. these young hippie kids making movies definitely yeah yeah, so that that's uh, that's our early two thousands Spielberg run. 